everybody. Welcome to another episode of No Turntables and Two Microphones. I'm LT Woods, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Thornton. Yeah, yeah. Here we are again with Nico Cray. Not, a, not again with Nico Cray, but we're here again, and we have Nico Cray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're here at Tattoo the Lou. Um, uh, same day, different different episode. Uh, so yeah, I'm here with Nico Cray. Uh, Nico Cray is uh, a, a functional art glass blower. You could say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, makes marbles and shit. And yeah. Yeah, functional rigs, marbles, uh, pendants, occasional cups. Um, are, yeah, a lot of smokeware, though. Are, are you, like, just an art? Do you do other art uh, mediums? Yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, I shit, I grew, I grew up painting a lot. Um, did a lot of ceramics in high school. Um, I just picked up woodworking kind of out of the blue. Um, yeah, I just like making stuff, honestly. You, you, your dad's a, gla- a glass maker too, though, right? So you grew up yeah. with. Well, we could. I'll venture off to say that that's kind of a untraditional job for most people. Like, right? To, for their parent to be an artist, a glass artist, especially like. So I don't think that people really realize that in this time right now, we have more of an art renaissance in the last like ten years. And the only reason I really know this is because I'm very in touch with the art community. But like even 10 years ago, the art was not quite what it is right now. And like people can actually have a job as an artist today, like working online and oh, yeah, and a whole like a whole thing. But like even 10 years ago, that was still a little tough. And we take it back 20 years ago when your dad probably started being like a glass guy. It that like was nobody did that. I wouldn't say nobody, but yeah, yeah, far and few, absolutely. In Missouri? In Missouri, no, yeah. You know what I mean? And then, like, you know, so the, like, only reason I have, like, a little bit of, like, foreshadow on some things about, or backshadow or whatever on some of these things is, like, I I bought a studio in Arizona, and the guy was, uh, he made, like, glass bowls and shit, and he had Uh kilns, and so I got a little familiar with artistic glass stuff then, um, but, like, that stuff that like just like the place in Del Mar Loop that was like glass bowls and shit. It's not in business. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's like it's like kind of down toward the end of Del Mar. It's it's now out of business. They they were actually one of our bigger supporters for the show in the beginning. So anyway. Okay. Um. So I can imagine growing up. Uh, that was like a a little bit of an untraditional household. Yeah. Or no. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, my dad, yeah, he, uh, yeah, long hours in the studio, um, traveled the country, you know, load up a truck and trailer full of artwork and go to street shows, uh, do like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, you know, city to city. And so, yeah, I would get pulled out of school and help with that. And uh, it was definitely, yeah, untraditional. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, like, you kind of, growing up in that environment, though, like, were you always interested in 
that? I can't say I always was. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, as a young kid, I, I was going to those shows and helping out, and uh, you know, he, he would pay me a little bit of money to, to, to do some grunt work, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, back then I was just getting money to like buy the next skateboard or the next bag of weed or the next this or that. You know, I didn't really realize quite what I had. Um, until I was maybe like 16, 17 years old, you know, where all of a sudden I started looking around being like, oh, man, this is this is something. And I've been around it my whole life and gotten to see, you know, uh, different artists kind of come and go, different artists um, in different mediums. And, yeah, it helped out a lot, I think. I think back to it like, man, that, that was school lean on its own kind of, you know. Whenever people are like, did you go to art school? I'm like, well, no. But I did, you know, grow up traveling the country, you know, with some top artists, you know. Exposed artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Um, so, like, so you said you were helping your dad, but, like, you know, did you, like, do sketches or, or just, like, again, like, when you figured out later on that, that like, you had this, this, you know, this gift that was given to you by doing that, like, did you... Like, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm having a hard time articulating this. Like, I guess, like, were you doing, like, art, like, drawing and shit like this? And then, like, was like, you know, I think I'm going to try blown glass. Like, because, sculpt well, so, right. I guess what I'm trying to say is, is sculpture is, is a medium, right? And yeah. just, like, just, like, drawing is a medium. But I feel like people like draw with pencils and do other mediums right. first before they really do sculpture. Right. You might have did clay in school exactly. a little bit. So like in high school, uh, I was getting in lots of trouble and I had one art teacher that kind of seemed to like kind of be on my side. <coughs> and uh, and she was really good at ceramics. And so, you know, my, my dad was a ceramics major. So all of a sudden I was just like, shit, I'm going to try this out too. And I kind of fell in love with it. And, uh, you know, around the time that... Yeah, I was about to be graduating. I made a, I met a few other pipe makers, and that was, like, huge to me because I'd always had a love for pipes. I had a love for glass, too. I knew I didn't really want to do the street shows like my dad did. And to me, that was kind of like, in soft glass, that was what you did. Is you, you made the soft glass, you loaded up truck and trailer, you did these street shows. Is kind of what I saw myself doing if what I was going to go that Can you path. explain to us what soft glass is? So soft glass is, like... Um, Typically, it's like a lot of like bowls, vases, like houseware stuff, uh, drinkware, um, stuff of that matter to where I make borosilicate or I use borosilicate is the type of glass I use, um, hard glass. Uh, it can just take a whole lot more heat um, to, as opposed to soft glass. Like you put a lighter to that and try to smoke out, it would just explode. You okay. know? So just kind of two different makeups even um and even the process is you know completely different even though they are glass um but yeah i think going back to that yeah ceramics helped a lot like i was sculpting uh, a lot of sculptures back then and as soon as i started picking up glass on my own i was like well shit i'm, I'm gonna make sculptures because that's what i was having fun doing in high school in ceramics you know it just it just happened you know it's uh people are like well, well when did you pick to make you know uh glass sculptures i'm like it just kind of happened you know, like once I got past the basics, I, I knew that that's what I was going to make. So I just want to say that sculpture is like one of the hardest things that I ever did as really? far as art. Yeah, like I, I'm pretty good at a lot of mediums and sculpture, like something about three to I haven't done it 
since high school, right? right? And so I have a feeling if I was to do something now, it'd probably be a different story. I'd probably... You have a different under, outlook on it, right? Uh, yeah, I, well, I, it probably might even turn out decent, whereas, like, I don't know, back then, it, anything I sculpted was fucking dude. It, like, ended up looking like a little bit of trash. You know, <laughs> it was just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So I never did really like that. Why don't you take a dab, and then yeah. uh, I'm going to ask you a really funny question. Is this thing ready to go? Should be. So, like, you yeah. take it off there, put it on your dab right, just to make sure, push that center oh, button yeah, on the yeah. dab right, just to make sure. And I think it's set at, like, 550 or whatever, and that's pretty perfect for him, he said. And, and I've hit it, and it's pretty perfect for me. So I'm going to get mine put on the Terp Sous V. So we got the Terp Sous V here from Bill. <laughs> The guys at Heat Labs, I think. Uh, my dude at Quality Squish just turned us on to this shit. We gotta get we gotta get quality out here for a fucking event. Yeah, what it do? Love that little jack stand, bro. This thing is. So for events, it's fucking fire. Now I want to say at home, it's noisy. Gotcha. Now the great thing about it is, is you don't use butane, right? So that's nice. But it, it's a little noisy at the house. I mean, you can just imagine like having a hair dryer on, right? Um, that's to me, that's what it is. Like having a hair dryer on there. I forgot a pillar in there. <laughs> oh, I don't think he has a pillar. I didn't put a pillar in there. Gotcha. Yeah. Sometimes when we travel with these things, I don't really bring pillars either. Um, sometimes I'll put a marble. Also, this is like a fucking uh, Toro banger. And if you notice, it, it, it circulates and then doesn't come all the way up the neck. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's like a $500 fucking banger. Yeah, that thing's nice, dude. Yeah. So, what is the difference between the glass you blow and the motherfuckers at the fucking mall that blow those little, those little like, unicorns, which don't even exist anymore? Yeah, that's a, that's like, a dying breed, dude. It's, so, uh, it's kind of sad. That, so, I bad. love that. Like, I wanted that to happen at one of my events. Like, dudes to make little right. angels and shit. Right. But I ain't never been able to find nobody. No, it's crazy, huh? And I was like, they used to do this at the mall kiosk. Know it. And I'm like, have a little stand, hundreds. Of so that's like of whenever I think of glass blowing, that's what I think of. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. when I, I mean, even though I've seen you now and I've right. seen and I've seen what real, but like, that yeah. was my first introduction to right. glass blowing when I, because also when I was a kid, like I, I'm from the '70s and '80s. Yeah. So like. That stuff was hot, Huge. bro. All the, all the chicks all had that shit. shit and, like, like, people had whole castles and shit built out of it in oh, their yeah. house, bro. Yeah. You know, like, it was wild, bro. It was some fucking kiosk shit. Yeah. But that's what I always thought of. So, for real, though, what is the, the difference between that and the mall shit? That we smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> and they didn't. And so that's why they're so productive and fast. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, 
No, for real though, they that's <coughs> that's soft glass, like I was explaining how my dad does. Soft glass on a torch though. So they so they're like just make like basically they're making little right. beads and right. making. We, 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 we even call it sewing at times, like with glass where you're just like you're, you're whipping on all these like uh, like lacy. You know, it's yeah. No, no, no. When you say so, I, I understand right away. And and in soft glass, you can kind of get away with like uh, acute angles, something that isn't nice and like a nice transition to the glass. Uh-huh. Where borosilicate needs it, like borosilicate, you don't have that. Uh, you have acute angle; it's gonna break. It's gonna, you know, over time. That you know, it might last out the kiln, but like the right flick or the right little knock of it, knock it right over. Where soft glass. It can hold that. So, yeah, that, that's how they can work so fast. And yeah. I don't know, an acute angle. So when I think of an acute angle, you're talking about like Talking what? about, like, you know, at a sharp point to where that glass has, has a, like, a recessed area making it acute angle. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Pyramid kind of shape. Yeah. So, you know, almost like a skateboard ramp picture like that that's how yeah. i try to explain no i understand what you're saying right and so then they can make those sharp yeah. angles and yeah. leave them and and it's like it's kind of like melted wax or something you know you, you can, can just move quick too i mean like all of our moves you know having to get those in it's like put that attachment on you know brace it up so it doesn't move around as we're melting it in and then like i said then melt it in you know it to where theirs it's just like stick and go you know it's like on the fly quick and dirty and easy or not, I shouldn't say easy. I didn't mean easy, but because uh, I understand. Badass, what... I mean, as a kid, that was so inspiring. I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, this is so badass." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love that. You know? So, you kind of you said that you loved pipes. So you got into smoking weed when, like, I smoked weed for the first time whenever I was twelve years old. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it was like so proper too. Is uh, that normal in your family too? Smoking weed? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, my parents. Uh, They've been smoking ever since I can remember, you know, there's... But, I yeah. mean, like, it was accepted, like... They, yeah, I don't know about that young, you know, I think... Yeah, like, well, of course, they always, like... like 13, I, like, we, like, me and my dad went and visited some family on, like, a little family reunion. We came back, my mom stayed home, and uh, she had, like, found my little stash that, like, I left at home. And, and it was, like, a big deal for them. I got caught with weed the second week of seventh grade. Yeah. And, the, and the school, like, really freaked out. Nah, you know? Really? Like, I was, like, a drug addict. Oh, I'd send me to, like, drug court. And, you know, I, th- I, th- I thank my parents a lot because, like, we went to it. Like, the first initial, like, signed you up for drug, like, rehab. Or I, I said drug court, drug rehab. And my parents showed up, and they were like, fuck you talking about, dude. My kid smokes weed. You know, like, I'm not going to have him in here with a bunch of fucking heroin addicts. And, you know? Like, lead him into some other shit, you know, which... Yeah, I think of them for that a lot. But, uh, no, it was accepted, you know. I mean, uh, maybe not right off the get-go because I was, I was young. You know, I think about it now that I have kids where I'm like, God damn, I don't want them smoking weed at 12 at least, you know. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I've always loved weed. I've always loved They've, the culture. But they probably that. started at 13, too, you know what I mean? Like, right, like, right, right. Especially, right. you know, like our parents grew up. Well, you're younger than me, but my parents grew up in the – 50 or you know the the late 60s so like yeah. they were doing hella drugs right you know what i mean right, and yeah. uh so i mean my parents didn't want it either right you always want yeah. the best thing for your kid you no, know yeah um, yeah i but, mean my parents have always been cool my dad was always like hey man like if you're gonna do hard drugs like if you're gonna go trip acid and like go out and he's like just, just stay at home and do it yeah. you know what i mean like i'll do it with you you know and that and that shit to me was huge you know yeah yeah it's like i'll live by that with my kids too so 
that's awesome, man. Uh, I think, I think being open just to communicate with people, like obviously. So here's the thing: like people venture out and they do whatever they're going to do. People do what they want to do for their experience, and I'm saying this like kids too. Yeah. You know, I have a son that's 28. Yeah. So, like, I'm very aware that like kids are going to do what they're going to do, but I think also if you leave the door open for other things, you can say, hey, you know, like when maybe if they do become addicted or into something that they're not into, they're more apt to talk to you about it then because oh, absolutely. you've already been open with them about other right. stuff, right. you know? So, um, yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. So you started smoking weed around like 12. Um, 12, yeah. So you were already like doing the shows with your dad. So when, when was the first time you, so your dad did, did he have the tools to do hard glass? Uh, so he had, no, not really, no. So how did yeah. you, when was your first time? Like, like, how did I get going? Yeah. So. Because it ain't like cheap either. No, 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 it's not cheap. And I really hadn't been around anybody that had done it or had the proper equipment and who was making pipes, right? I started going out to Schwagstock Music Festival and uh, John Holloway and Seven Glass were, they would blow glass on Shakedown. So anyway, they like invited me in, showed me like the ropes one night, like a one night thing where they're like, hey, just come in for a few hours, we'll show you some shit. I took that knowledge home. My dad had a little tiny torch that was made for being on for like max, like a few minutes. And I would take it and like work for like a few hours. He would come out and be like, the fuck you doing with my shit? You know, like get off it, you know? and. Uh, yeah, I just, like, made that thing work, dude. I made, you know, I was just telling somebody yesterday, like, the first little case of glass, like, $200 case of glass. And it was huge, dude. Like, 200 bucks, first check I ever got. It was fucking huge. And I took that 200 bucks, split it in half, bought $100 worth of material, and I turned that into 1000 bucks. And it was like, dude, within a matter of time, it was like, oh, I'm going to buy a nice torch. Like, I'm, I'm going to make this shit happen. You know, people yeah, were like, yeah. what are you going to do with your life? I was like, I'm going to fucking blow glass. You know, like in high school, too. It was like right as I was about to graduate, I was starting. And, yeah, they were all like, what do you mean you're going to class? I was like, oh, no, I got this. I got this. <laughs> you know, like it's going to happen. Watch me. And, uh, yeah, dude, I grew up dyslexic, so, like, a lot of people fucking doubt at me in that where they were like, dude, you'll never, you never have a real job. You'll never do this. And then same with glass where they doubted me that, too, where I was like, keep saying it, dude, because that shit's just it's making me want to eat, man. Shit made me hungry, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's, sure. you know, that's, I have dyslexia too. I have a special kind that I have a real hard time reading and yeah. writing. Oh, me too. No, and, for sure, uh, So I, like, I, I didn't, that, I talk about this a lot that, like, with all of the way that I can consume information now, I yeah. consume so much information constantly. Right. Because I was actually way smarter than they were really, like, giving me credit for. I just couldn't, like, especially me, because I'm older. Right. It was real. Like, I was in learning disability classes oh, me too, and all this. Dude, I've got, like, a second grade reading IQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's bad. Yeah, no, I'm not no, I was in all the, the, the LD classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, all, all that same shit. And, like, yeah. uh, and then, of course, I got in trouble because, like. You rebel, bro. Well, and. Meet me in the hall. We, you know and, I mean? and I'm, ti and yeah, I'm tired of, like, just sitting ass, here, you know. You know yeah. um, wow, that's so. Um, so you just started blowing glass like kind of right out of high school? Got yeah, yeah. E even together. like the last few months of high school, I was blowing glass. Yeah. yeah. Where, where literally I was like, I'm just going to drop out. 
And then other people were like, dude, you got a few months. Just, like, get it over with, you know? <coughs> and, uh, yeah. Did, yeah. did you finish? I did finish. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. I did. Um, it was tough, man. I did not. I have, a, I have an eighth grade education, but I'm chill with that. Hey, man, you made it happen, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? No, actually, I That's made what it. I tell my kids now. I'm like, hey, man, you guys progress in something, dude. You figure it out at a young age. I don't even think, I don't even think these new young, I don't even think they have to, like, for real, bro, they can do a lot of shit online, and, like, they can learn so many things. Right. Um, right. So, um, so uh, you got, like, <clears throat> I kind of talked to your dad or or maybe it was you. I don't know. At the, one of the barbecues I came out to, and uh, we were talking about how like you came in at a time when pipes, and 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 then dab rigs. Well, it probably started as bongs, and then now have evolved into dab rigs. And like that was not how it used to be. And like even coming from Columbia, Missouri, like we could not get water pipes for tobacco hardly. Oh, right. Right. There was a time that it was super illegal, like when Chong went to jail and you all. Couldn't even say water pipes, uh, right? You know. So you came you in at a real unique time. So um, was it was it kind of just like right off the bat for you? Things started going good with pipes, or I mean, dude, I've you know it's it's had its ups and its downs. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as a young kid at eighteen, like I was saying, you know on the second check you've ever seen in your life to have a thousand bucks that shit was tight you know yeah uh yeah, yeah dude I, I bought a yeah i just made it happen uh, we're doing a podcast right now but <laughs> this is flip shades <laughs> flip but I'll, I'll get you a dab here in a minute it's raining so hard i was like i gotta find out yeah 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 <laughs> no you're all good you're all good bro we that we're here doing it at a tattoo convention so obviously we expect some shit to get wild, you know what I'm saying? Up. You're all good, bro. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you here. Just get it. Get it. That's how oh, we yeah. do here. Get it. Oh yeah. Yeah, we give out we give out dabs of tattoo the loot. Don't get it twisted, bitch. Ah, we got hash in this bitch. <laughs> Better get it. Hey, you can set it down. Yeah, but no, man. It's had its ups and its downs. But uh, in all fairness, it's it's always been good. You know, it's I've never had to uh, go back to anything else. You know, uh-huh. uh, I've you. been blown yep. last for. Yeah, man. Uh, so, but but well, what I want to hear is like. So tell me kind of the evolution of like how that like because over the last I'm guessing over the last couple of years you've seen it go like like I said you went from like spoons and and things oh, yeah. like this to to yeah. then what I, yeah yeah dude I was making uh, first starting off dollar pieces to like five dollar pieces and then would you sell those like just locally like or just at like, go to like a stop yeah a lot of festivals i do like the whole festival circuit and then yeah it hit some head shops and then so you do how went, much were they do like like one to five dollars and then and then you know i kind of grew up to be like 10 to 20 and then you know and then i kind of graduate from the festivals to like only dealing with head shops and that was cool i'd like load up my whole car and go to like every college town in the Midwest that I could, you know? Uh-huh. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I kind of, I started, you know, 
meeting some other glass blowers who were making some really awesome work where it was just like oh like not production anymore it was like they were heady pieces yeah and right away like i even came home one night to my wife and uh girlfriend at the time it was like dude i'm done making production i'm i'm only gonna make art she's like how are you gonna do that i was like i don't know but i'm gonna try and if i fail i fail you know and uh and dude i pretty much made art since that day you know what i mean and some of it can like i know some people are like all like you know you've made so many sharks that like you know it's like heady production at this point it's like you can say that you can call it whatever you want but like i still feel like i'm making art. well you got to make each one of them right Right. like i mean it's not right it's not production right you you make each one of these individually so like it has its own its own inclusions it's all like all of them make them all one of a kind you know i mean even if it's just the color scheme but uh but yeah, no, dude. Well, like, I mean, but but like if if you were to like scientifically analyze it, they would all be different, right? Like because right. they're gonna have little imperfections oh, and totally, things dude. that it, it's all handmade. That's why I'm saying I mean? like yeah. that. That's what I wanted to clarify is yeah. that you no two are gonna be the same. Because even like I'll be honest, I've seen this same shark too a few times, but like it, it's still different every time right, it right. has to be yeah you know uh i mean small tweaks have to be made here and there on them too and you know there's an evolution behind them it's a beautiful piece um so when when would you say that the dab rate like when when would you say that you evolved and went into, into making dab rate yeah yeah and like Dude, like right as that shit was coming around in uh I would say like by 2012, uh, we start seeing like a lot of like the super nasty black BHO that was getting pumped out. And uh, it was like swing arms back then. It'd be like a little titanium plate Uh with this like bell shape, call it a swing arm. Like you'd heat up this titanium plate and swing it in and dab off that. And uh, I've seen it. Dude, that was like the start. As soon as like I was like, oh, well, how are you guys smoking this? Or like, oh, well, like you know, like we came from hot knives to this and that. And yeah, I seen a couple of people making the bell thing, and uh, right away I was like, well, this is a whack design, you know. But like, I'm, I'm gonna make some too. And uh, just because like that was like the end thing, you know, that's like what people wanted. And then uh, what were they? Uh, the swing arms oh, and then yeah, and yeah. then it went to oh, with the, the bell above it yeah I, yeah but then it went to the glass nails to where you would take a male joint and have a little little uh glass nail like three prongs that sat up a little higher you'd heat that and you put a dome over it yeah, and like no, that shit was hot shit at the time bro like and and that took it to like a whole new level for us so you did, know what i mean did you make the dome and everything Oh, fuck yeah. You had yeah, to make the that. banger and the whole night. Oh, yeah, dude. So yeah. you had to learn how to make, well, or is that something you already did, quartz? No, no, but, like, I mean, th- those little quartz pieces <coughs> were, like, easy to make. Or not easy, but it was feasible <coughs> to make, you know? It was just a little piece of <coughs> six millimeter. It wasn't, uh, like, a hollow banger like they are now. Uh, so you could kind of get away with, with, with making a few for your pieces, for sure. And uh, and then yeah, and then just domes on their own. I mean, dude, that was like great <coughs> times. Whenever all that <coughs> that definitely like changed the game. That's awesome. Um, so I know I have a I have a prototype from you, a beetle. 
Yeah. And I, well, I didn't know this until recently, but I found out recently that that was the prototype between when you were going to start the snake or potentially this beetle. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, which I'm really grateful to have a fucking, that, 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 that when I found that out and like, you didn't tell me that, which is like also super humble, bro. Like to not be like, well, you know, that is the prototype before you know what i mean oh, like whatever. bro yeah, you probably yeah, could have yeah. hit a heady dude with that though <laughs> you know what i mean and like fucking so i'm really grateful oh well, dude i'm glad you got that piece you know <coughs> uh but <coughs> <coughs> so when did the snakes actually start and what made you decide to like really to make snakes? To, 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 to well to choose the snake over the beetle because I mean, I'm gonna t- like if I had any complaint about the beetle is that it doesn't it doesn't hit like you can't really you got to hold it right which right. The, the shaping is yeah and, and to let somebody hold a Nico Cray of mine is a little fearful <laughs> like I like I just to be honest like when I ha- when when I'm fucking with somebody's piece I want to leave it on the table and hit it yeah you know what I yeah. mean and so like. That's the only real complaint I have. That thing hits great. It's obviously beautiful. But, like, my thing is, is I'm always in fear of letting some fool touch it. So I don't really bring it out very much for anybody. You know what I mean? Right. But what made you choose? The snakes over the beetles. Oh, the snake. Is it because of what I just said? Well, I mean, that, that had something to do with it. I definitely thought I could, like, work out some kinks on those, too. Um, I mean, you could have made it taller. Could have made it taller. I was thinking about like putting it on like uh, the little like dung ball that they roll up, the little shit ball that they roll up. You know? like, that would have been fire. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, you could have done that at like as an evolution. No, for sure. But the thing with the snakes was there's such a challenge at first. I mean, they're so fucking frustrating. The glass doesn't want to be in that shape at at all. You know, like that is a weird shape for the glass to be in. And so uh, it was a real challenge, and it was like a I have to do this kind of thing. And I'm also like terrified of snakes, like super freaked out, like heebie-jeebies. And so it was like this kind of poke fun at myself. And um, and then by the time that I made one that was like successful and that I was happy with and I posted it, um, just like the crowd went wild, you know? Like I, I got a big response from it and I kind of just all of a sudden was like, oh shit, this is the next thing that I'm gonna make and I'm gonna put out. And, yeah, at that time, you know, people were fucking wanting them, and uh, it was uh, it was awesome. And they're still really good to me, you know. I, I love making yeah. them, and they're they're fun, man. I want to get. Uh, I definitely want to get one of the the full snakes at some point. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, I guess we'll start to wrap up with. Uh, uh, you just we, we're, we've been working on a project for the last few months, and you just wrapped up that stuff. Um, obviously, we want to. Well, nobody's gonna hear this really until after we've already done the show. Yeah. So, I'm gonna just tell everybody kind of what it is and what we yeah. did. And yeah, cool. so, um, basically, me and Nico started out this uh, project of like kind of representing like a lot of like '90s strain weeds and. Um, just thought it'd be a fun project for us. I think that my art conveys well with what he does. Um, And I have, to be honest, bro, this is like my first ever, like, not solo show, but like gallery show that's just mine. Now, last 
couple of years ago, we had a show, but I didn't actually even do a piece in that show. And the fact that I sat down and put together eight pieces for this, and we shot for ten guys, but we only got eight. Yep. Um, but but for two artists to put together eight pieces is still a lot. Um, yeah, um, and uh, I've worked really hard. So we did eight strains, <coughs> and uh, actually, there's a ninth one that I, I use kind of for all the branding, which is Kim Dog. Yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I have to make him down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kim. Well, Kim Dog's really special to me because I was just telling T in our last interview that like, so that so I smoked hash like growing up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, anytime I could get a hold of like Lebanese or or or, or, or like uh, anything from from over there, you know, bricks or whatever, I I would get it when I was young. Um, I've actually gotten busted for hash a couple different times in my life. Um, beat a case in San Diego over hash. Um, so I actually have been in hash for years, but I was smoking nothing but straight, like the purest bubble hash, and probably was smoking some of T's hash in San Francisco back when nobody was really fucking with it. Um, we found it. Uh, I don't know for sure, but like I used to go to the vapor room a lot, and he used to sell a lot there. Anyway, um, what was I just saying uh, about all this? Oh, Oh, the Kim Dog was really special to me because uh, that was one of my favorite ones that I smoked almost constantly. Um, I bought thousands of dollars worth of yeah, I love him. And then obviously Benny, I love Benny. Yeah. So uh, I, I made the, and then I was like, "Fuck, we need to do like the Chronic as the thing." And then I realized, oh well, that's the Zigzag Man. But anyway, yeah. it all worked out. So um, we're gonna have. Uh, Super Silver Haze, uh, Kim or uh, Sour D, um, some Bubba Kush. There's AK forty seven. AK forty seven. White Rhino. White Rhino. Great babe. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nico went through and blew all these in glass, um, and I've made a digital um, painting, and they're all one offs. Um, and then we'll be having mood mats that'll be matching those. Um, we're artists, so we've been a little behind. So it's going to take us a minute to get the mood yeah. mats to the clients that end up picking these up. But um, I'm really like the pictures you sent me fucking are fucking sick, bro. Yeah, I that, can't wait to show them. Oh, man. And, and, and I like that I haven't seen them even completed. Uh, but the gray babe is so fucking sick, bro. Yeah. Bro. It, well, and just. The fact that it's sitting on top of another piece right. is wild, right, bro. Right. Like that's that's like heady on heady, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm fucking so stoked for this show. Uh, we're gonna go get set up here in a little while. Um, uh, yeah. Is there anything you like? So I did all my stuff digital. Um, I've been doing digital art since about 2010. Um, and so, like, for me, it was <coughs> it was an important project, and it was, like, a, a little tough at some times, but, like, because I was real comfortable with being on digital, yeah. and I knew that it would really convey well for what we were doing, that I just knew it was going to hit it, so. Yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what do you, how did you feel about your part of the, 
the I glass feel good, part. Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I feel good. I'm, I'm anxious to show them off at this point. Yeah. 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 So tonight at Tattoo the Lou, um, we're going to have this gallery show from 8 to midnight, um, 4248 Manchester Avenue. Um, dad bars. We're going to have infused food. Yeah. Dad bar, infused food from uh, The Incredibles. Um, AKA The Office 314, AKA Chaz Banger. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it, IG be fucking motherfuckers around, bro, and you gotta change everything. And um, I'm really stoked to have been a part of this project. And again, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing some stuff in the future. I was saying we're gonna put on a glass show and yeah. uh, cannabis and tattoo show this fall. Um, this is one of the first times dabbing, like, in an event hall, like, real life. We're really, we really out here doing it, guys. We're really out here doing shit that other people don't do. We're pushing the limits, man. Man, thank you so much for coming on, bro. Yeah, appreciate um, You can end with your dad, bro. Uh, try, try one of them other flavors sitting there from Smallwoods. The shit's fire, I've heard. I heard they on the come up, guys. I heard they on the come up. Um... And we got Little Lake Valley Seaco in the house tonight. They're going to be there fucking pushing their wares. Uh, we got a shuttle going back and forth from uh, the Holiday Inn uh, to the shop. And then we're going to come out to Hustler later. Me and the team got a VIP bottle service area. Woo! All right, guys. <laughs>